In just a few moments, I'm going to introduce you to a band from New York. They're known as Undefeated. And not only does this band have a very seasoned and mature sound, but they have a very interesting backstory. So let's go behind the music tonight with Undefeated. Welcome, everyone, to tonight's live stream. It is Thursday night. We're going to have a party tonight. We got a lot of people in the house. I appreciate all those views racking up in the left-hand corner. Thank you for joining us. Hey, if you're watching us on YouTube, go ahead and subscribe because that helps us support bands like Undefeated. And this this is a band that deserves to be supported. Welcome. Welcome to the live stream. Hey. That's like the coolest intro, like, can I say that we've ever gotten? That's so much fun. And then oh, yeah. it was like the fire and everything. And I was like, oh. <laughs> we are a little intense over here. So that's that's just the way we do things. If it's not intense, we we don't do it. So hey, before we dive into everything, you guys are use guys. I'm gonna use do the New York thing because use I'm from guys. Connecticut. Use guys, uh, you're from New York. What part of New York are you all from? We are from Laval, so we are an hour and a half north of Syracuse and like 45 minutes an hour from the Canadian border, so we're way up there. <laughs> You're almost in another country, aren't you? <laughs> <It's> true. <laughs> <laughs> so before we uh, dive into the music and some discussion, can you introduce yourselves and tell us what you do with the band? Uh, hi, I'm Christian Dunkel, and I am the drummer and screamer of the band. Oh, I'm Meredith. Uh, I'm the guitarist and lead vocalist. Uh, I also play piano. <laughs> I'm Lee. I'm the bassist. <laughs> the new bassist. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we've got a comment already from Tiffany McGinnis Shelton from the band The Last Trump out of North Carolina. She it. says, hello, let's jump in. And that's exactly what we're going to do. <laughs> you know, one of the things that's happened here, and it's not by design, but I've wound up interviewing a lot of families that are music acts or bands. I've interviewed brothers and sisters. I've interviewed um, father and daughter. I've interviewed sisters and husbands and wives. And you guys are a family unit as well. What's your relationship to each other? So, I mean, I'm the oldest um, and he's the second oldest and she's fourth in line of six. (laughs) (laughs) And the one thing I never wanted was a family band. Sorry. <laughs> She's our newest <laughs> member. And I love, love, love working with her. And it's so much fun. It's just God really had to be like, hey, like you need to listen to my plan and not to what your plan is. So I think it's it's a really it's a good thing. But it took a little bit of a transition for me to accept this little one. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, you're awesome. I, I love working with it. It's so much fun. Especially because she's in my own house and like I grew up with her. So it's super easy to you know, like 
you know, figure stuff out and yell at each other and not get offended. (laughs) But, you know, and just it's a different relationship. And then learning how to work with each other and put the sibling family aside, you know, and being like, okay, you know, and (laughs) move in with that. It's it's been good, though. It's a growing experience. So you go from pulling each other's hair as siblings and fighting to a band. And you say there are three more of you for a total of six? Yeah. So, so you've got your road crew right there built into the into everything. Essentially, yeah. <laughs> Lace goes to their groupies. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, my the my second youngest brother, so the one after him, runs all of our lights. And the two okay. little ones, like, I mean, they're hype men. Does that count? Really? <laughs> we have christopher shelton he also says let's get it let's get it ready for this he's ready and yeah you're going to be totally amazed by the sound of undefeated yes he is he is also with the last trumpet um he is tiffany's husband as i was saying there's a lot of family units and I never designed it that way when we started interviewing bands. It's like, oh, a husband and wife. Oh, here's another husband and wife. I mean, even as far as Latvia, I've interviewed uh, Revelation Attic, husband and wife, and sisters, GFM, Gold, Frankincense, and Murray. You're probably familiar with them. I I interviewed them many years ago, and they're going to be coming back on again real soon. And I was like, what's going on here? But it really attests to the power how God uses and intends the family to be used. It goes from family um, to church, to state, to nation, the way the gospel is spread and the way that he intended it to be. So if you don't mind me asking, how long have you been together as a band? Because you sound like you've been together for a very long time. Um, We've actually, us and our old bassist, um, Mm -hmm. we just passed five years in August. Um, And then with her, it's been Three three months. Yeah, August, September. Yeah, she's been playing with us for about three months, um, but she officially became our bassist about a month and a half, two two months ago, something like that. Uh, Beginning of September. (laughs) And Tiffany made a good point here, too. The Last Trumpet, their their sister and brother-in-law are also part of the band, The Last Trumpet. So, I mean, it's an entire family. You'll have to check their music out. They are really, really good. Uh, Rick from Metal Sharpens Metal actually gave me a list of people to Google. I've been, like, working through them. So I have seen some stuff. I like it. It's really cool. You know, and we do have to give a big shout out to Rick from Metal Sharpens Metal. We would not be here tonight if it were not for our friend Rick from metal sharpens metal so lise you just joined as the bass player yeah so i'm gonna put you on the spot right now is that okay i'm gonna yeah, ask you a question <laughs> before you joined undefeated did you know how to play bass or is this just something that you're just really picking up as you're going along give us the backstory of how how this all works well i started playing bass about a month before i joined the band <laughs> Uh, yeah wow (laughs) and it wasn't like it was it was such a god thing because she started playing before we were like oh shoot like we gotta start looking for bassists you know and then she was like um i'm right here (laughs) and we were like oh yeah (laughs) so elise why the bass what drew you to the bass um, I really have no idea. My mom was like, hey, this guy in Watertown, he plays bass. You want to take lessons? And I was like, you know what? Why not? You know? <laughs> like, I already learned how to play the piano and flute, but those were, like, fine. So I'm like, why not add, add, add another instrument? So that's <laughs> <laughs> And Meredith, 
when was it and how was it that you figured out that you could sing? How did that all start for you? <laughs> this could either sound really good or really conceited. <laughs> um, actually, I, I've kind of always been singing. I mean, we have videos like home tapes of me when I was three, like making up my own songs. Um, I always loved it. And we didn't really know I could sing until... I had, there was a piano recital. So I was taking piano from my teacher um, and she does a recital and I refused to do it. I was like, absolutely not. I don't want to do any sort of recitals. I don't want to play in front of people. And then she's like, well, if you won't do it for my recital, like would you play in front of church? And I can't remember how old I was, 12 maybe, um, maybe younger than that, 10, 12, somewhere in there. And I was kind of like, oh, okay, maybe. And then it was a Christmas show. And so I played the little drummer boy. And before that I had been practicing in our back piano room, singing with it just because I love to sing. And then when we got there, I was kind of like, hey, can we, you know, put a mic up there? Can I sing? And they were just like, we've never heard you sing, but you know, you're 10. It's a Christmas show. I mean, you know, people are going to, whatever, you know. It'll be cute. Yeah, exactly. But the response I got from it, I was like, holy cow. Like there was just, so, and people were like, man, she's anointed and man, she can sing like for a 10 year old, you know? And so, I mean, I kind of kept singing because there's so much joy in it and I love doing it. Um, and it's only kind of been the last, couple years when I started a band, I was like, wait, I think, I think I'm on to something here. (laughs) (laughs) So I can't really pinpoint a time other than just, you know, keep walking the step that God put in front of me. Like, okay, I'll play this one 10 year old Christmas show. Okay, cool. Like I'm playing this piano piece. I'll sing with it because I want to, you know, and just go in from there. And yeah, it's really, I don't know. Well, that was a very bold step. And Tiffany agrees with that. May we all have the boldness of a 10 year old, you know, really a lot of courage. And I think that ties into your name and is very fitting for the boldness that you had to do that. Um, you know, just getting out there and singing. And here's a Lithos Cry newsflash. You can sing. I can't. I, I can't sing at all. So Christian, going to put you on the spot now. You are the drummer. And let me guess, you're the wild man in the band because drummers are, uh, did I hit the nail on the head? Did I, I, get, did I-, I get pretty wild during shows. Yeah, I get like bang my head, do a lot of stuff. <laughs> I, I've seen I've seen the videos. Uh, how was it that you got into drumming? Were you one of those kids that pulled the pots and pans out from the, the cabinet and bothered mom with them? Or how did this all start? <laughs> um, a little bit. Uh, <laughs> like I wouldn't necessarily do like pots and pans and stuff, but I would just like, I'd like hit everything. Like I'll hit my body. I'll hit the table. My everything parents, including me. Like, like, yeah. oh. <laughs> my parents would get so annoyed. And um, I was about seven when I got my first drum deck. And then it kind of just progressed from there. And I just fell in love with it. And now I practice easily one to two hours a day, um, typically. So yeah, it's just really progressed and I just love doing it. Meredith, I'd like to go back to you real quick because you mentioned Christmas music and that's something that I heard in your interview that you had with Rick on Metal Sharpens Metal. Christmas music has played a major role in your appreciation of music. Can you share that with us? Because I mean, my goodness, it's October, it's fall, and we are getting closer to the Christmas season. I mean, the countdown is on. So how did Christmas music play a role in your... I love Christmas music. Um, I can't quite recall the moment you're talking about, but I was literally talking with Rick earlier and he said something about Christmas music. And I was like, man, do I talk about Christmas music that much? (laughs) And then I realized the other day in the car, I was literally singing like Carol of the Bells on my way home. (laughs) 
<laughs> so like I don't know. I love Christmas music and a lot of the ones like I love a holy night and Mary Did You Know? Like I like songs with range because there's so much fun to sing, you know? And I don't know. I don't really have a reason why. It's just one of those like genres that you're just kind of drawn drawn to. Um, but you will listen to it in the summer. I do. I listen to it all the time. It doesn't matter what season it is. And half the time people are like, okay, listen, Christmas is over. And I'm like, listen, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I love Christmas music. And I like really good Christmas music. You know, the stuff like Pretty Paper and Pretty Ribbons never did anything for me. But Silent Night, um, Oh, that holy night. was my favorite growing up. You know, maybe it started from that. My mom used to sing me every night before I went to bed. I made her sing all three verses of Silent Night to me. Might have started there. <laughs> oh, okay. And I know your parents are watching because I just put a comment on the screen that I shouldn't have because I'm supposed to keep it a secret. So you're going to have to go back and rewind. <laughs> I know I saw the name and I was like, watch. Hey, Yes, yes. So, uh, mom, I'm sorry about that. I got a little excited when I saw a comment come up, but... Um, She'll go back and she'll, she'll see it later. So they have it. They literally have a joke because like, I don't really get nervous going on stage. I never did like every now and then I will, but not really. And so she always made the joke. Like, don't tell her like, that's not normal. <laughs> yep. That, that's exactly what the comment was. Uh, we are parents and used to say it's not normal to sing in front of people. Shh, don't tell Meredith. <laughs> <laughs> Something that's also interesting about you is you were all homeschooled, if I'm not mistaken. Is that correct? Just me. Um, you were. I was home for two years, um, but I've been homeschooled from fourth to graduation. He's been in public school for the sports. Okay. Okay. So, Meredith, with the homeschooling, has that really helped you in the way that you perceive the world, the way that you were trained to think? Because here's the thing, and I understand it about the public education system is they tell you how to, th what to, what to think, not how to think. Oh, absolutely. And absolutely. yeah, <laughs> when I, when I listen to your music, you are a thinking band. I mean, the uh, topics and the way that you approach different, uh, different topics is very mature. So how did the homeschooling, <laughs> how did the homeschooling help you think? And how do you think homeschooling helped you pick up so, the music? As for helping me think, well, let me get to that. When I was homeschooled, when I, before I was homeschooled, I thought I was going to be like, I loved science. I loved dissecting frogs. Like I was going to be this like med school person, you know, yada, yada, yada. And I came home one year and I was like, oh my gosh, I hate this stuff. Why am I doing it? Um, so they train you like doctors and like, you know, that kind of like, you must be somebody in the world and God has a part for each person. So as long as you're paying, playing the part that he wants for you in your life, like you will be the person that you need to be. Um, and it gave me so much more free time to play music and just sing for hours and really practice and get those skills up there, like the technical stuff um, versus just the heart of it. And if I didn't have that time, I wouldn't be rooted where, you know, I wouldn't be rooted how I am now. I wouldn't be playing nearly as much as I would be. I would probably, you know, be in college doing something I wasn't necessarily supposed to be doing. Um, and so having that homeschooled was, or having been homeschooled, it was really a time to realize who I was and my identity in Christ and who he wanted me to be and the path that I was supposed to be following, even if it wasn't a normal path or what like could be a stable income. Um, but as long as you're going where he like set before you step by step, that that's all that matters. <laughs> and then the don't worry about it too. <laughs> <laughs> well, the walk with Christ is not normal. Yeah. 
It's really not. It's a supernatural walk, and it's totally against the grain of the way that the world works. Uh, it's totally opposite of what people should think. And, you know, that's one of the things I meet so many young people. They're miserable because they think they have to be something and they think they have to measure up to something. And the sad thing is, they really don't know who they are. You know, they, they have no, it's an identity crisis, is really what it is. And it's, yeah, I know. That's that's something I'm very invested in because I'm like, it doesn't matter if you, you know, can, I, I don't know, you know, something, what's something that, yeah, my example, something, know. something, um, <laughs> you know, but just follow where he has you, even if it's cleaning, you know, like that's what I did for two years, you know, and that's, I mean, that's what she's doing now. It's not necessarily like an important, so to speak, like, oh, I'm so cool job. But if that's where he has you, you will be the joy that comes out of working in your calling is yes. I don't know, unimaginable. <laughs> That is worth its weight in gold in this live stream right now. If somebody's just tuning in and they just listen to that, you know, go back and listen to that again during the replay. That is so important because most people don't have a grasp on that. And that's even true with a lot of believers. They they think they have to be a certain way. There's a lot of pretense that's going on. And that's where a lot of the hypocrisy comes in. So now, without question, your music is on the heavier end of the spectrum, which I really like. Um, <laughs> yes, yes. Did you grow up in a rock and roll household? <laughs> Not really. Um, so, mom and dad used to listen to like super uh, heavy, like non Christian music. And when we were little, they really did not want us to like follow in their footsteps. So my dad took all of his CDs, all of, uh, all of his floppy disks, all of it, <laughs> and just like threw them out. And so we grew up on like K-Love and like the, uh, what's it called? Uh, like contemporary, contemporary Christian things, stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, like electric, or not electric, acoustic guitar and just like really, really light stuff. Um, yeah. But then... Uh, I don't know. How long ago was it? I was like, going to say, what got you into I definitely, I listened to about half Screamo. Like, I like the vocals. He's the one. Actually, they're both the ones. She's the ballerina and the one that listens to, like, straight, like, <laughs> I mean, death metal. <laughs> it's stuff that I don't I even understand. It. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. So they are definitely the ones to talk to on that. Um, but as for how we got started, and I, I'm not even sure. We went to a festival um, when I was 13, which has a whole another story by itself. And they had all genres there from contemporary. They had reggae. They had like screamo. Yeah. Um, and something in that we were like, oh, you can play heavy music and still honor God. You know, right. different than just all the like the hate and the angst that could be in a lot of the heavier stuff as well. So to see the two sides of things, we were like, no way this exists. And mom or dad are like, you guys have never heard of that before. <laughs> Cause you know, they grew up on like, I kiss is the one I can think of rolling stones, you know, and you know, yeah. kind of that stuff. So. Yeah. Yeah. Tiffany says yes to, <laughs> yes, you can be heavy and have heavy music and still honor God. We're going to talk more about that in a minute. Cause I want to get your insights on how heavy music honors God. Uh, there's some things that he's revealed to me, but I always love to hear what he's revealed to other people. So here's another question for you about that. You emerged out of the K love and just the wispy, you know, everything sounded like Chris Tomlin to the heavier side. What was the litmus test that you used to determine if a song or a band you were listening to was something that aligned with the Spirit of God and was pleasing to Him? How did you figure that out? 
you know, I don't know if we have yet. I was reading that question earlier when you sent it to us and I, I asked mom, I was like, what does litmus mean? <laughs> <laughs> um, but holding up, you know, honestly, coming from such a rooted background of only growing up in basically only worship music, it was, hi, Zach. It was definitely like... Um, Something that we didn't worry too much about, I guess. So we were so rooted in, we knew what direction we were headed in. And then when we listen to something, we'd be like, oh, I don't feel like that's good for my spirit. So then, you know, you just move on. Yeah. So growing up with that, I don't know if it was necessarily a decision I made specifically. I can't speak for them, but it was more of, you know, I know where I'm focused. God knows where my heart is. So as long yeah. as my goal is to follow him, sometimes the steps I take might not be right, but you go, oh, okay, that was wrong. And then you redirect, you know? You readjust as you go along. Yeah. There, there's a freedom with that, would you say? Yeah. yeah. Zachary, uh, who you just said hi to, says this is an extremely talented group of people. And yes, they are. When we get to the music in a minute, if you have not heard the music of Undefeated, you will be simply amazed, <laughs> totally amazed. So what were some truths that you thought were truths about harder and heavier music that you had planted in your mind before you actually started to listen to it. And then when you started listening to the heavier music, you're like, wait a minute, what I thought was truth about this really isn't true. Can you share some of those with us? <laughs> yeah. Um, so personally, I'm, I'm going to take this one uh, personally. He was like smacking my leg. He's like, listen, I want to answer. Um, I remember mom found this group and they were like full screamo. And we we laughed at them, honestly. I have to fully admit this. We were like, what in the world is this? Like completely like off the charts, harder than we've ever heard. Mm -hmm. And then like I slowly got harder and harder and harder. Now to the point where I'm past that. <laughs> Yeah. And I'm looking back at my old self, like, what was I thinking? This is so cool. Right. And uh, it's, yeah. <laughs> I have an exact, yeah, I remember a band that I loved for a while. One of their favorite bands is Beartooth. So I remember listening to them and they're like a half and half group. And yeah. I was like, what is this screaming? Like, it's not singing. Like, what the heck? This is awful. And then like a year later, I remember being like, oh, I feel like they mentioned that band before. And I listened to it again. And I was like, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what changed, but I have like the mark, like this is awful to what was I thinking before? Like, this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's definitely a taste that you have to acquire. I mean, there's some people yeah. that are just wired to that and they're like, oh yeah, this is, this is awesome. And it, it was the same progression for me. I grew up listening to a lot of rock and roll. I listened to a lot of heavy metal at the time in the eighties. You know, and for me, I was thinking about the things that I used to perceive about heavy metal uh, before I started listening to it. And this was before I was saved. You know, people would always scare me about Ozzy Osbourne. They're like, oh, you know, he's this horrible, horrible person and everything like that. And I was expecting like really destructive music. And the first time I heard Crazy Train, I was like, um, is that all there is to this? You know, right. Yeah. You know, crazy Train. Uh, what, what's the big deal? Now, you know, I get all the other stuff and everything like that. But then I went from that. I got saved, didn't listen to rock or metal for 13 years and actually preached against it. And then God had to fix my wagon and, you know, show me that it's okay. And there's there's freedom in that. So yeah. is which is really cool. But yeah, definitely the heavier. Yeah, the heavier screaming and is something that really has to. Um, you have to understand it. It's actually an art form and it's not just, it's just not screaming. They're, 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 it's... Watching him learn 
how to scream. Like I always thought of screaming, like you, yeah. it, it just, you just scream. But learning that that there's so much technique behind it, I'm like, yeah, oh. <laughs> it yeah. really, it's really, it's impressive. <laughs> It is. And Tiffany says part of it is, is that you're more in tune when you're more in tune with the Holy Spirit, he changes your music. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> you know, he, he really does um, changes a lot of things. And for me, you know, I like praise music. I like worship music. I, I like I like all of it, you know. Um, but for me, sometimes I, you know, the metal, the heavier stuff, it just really ministers to me. It frees up my mind when I listen to it. And I hear God speaking through it. We got another comment that just came in. It, it is from, uh, it looks like from mom again. I, I can't think King David sang a Chris Tomlin tune when he <laughs> beat, <laughs> ran at Goliath. Yes, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think uh, David was singing Chris Tomlin as he was running towards Goliath. And that's something that we've said on this. You guys, you've all heard of Five Finger Death Punch, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yep. Yep. Exactly. I've actually seen them live and totally uh, awesome show. And we joke around, we talk about, you know, when soldiers go to war and they're pulling up in all their Humvees and their armored vehicles, yeah. they're not blasting Kenny G or, right. you know, John Denver, they're playing five finger death punch to get them in the, in the mode for war. You know, that's, right. that's what they're doing. So you all have different levels of heavy music that you like, different styles of heavy music. Can each of you share with us what you like the best, what bands and what artists you like the most? Um, I like The Simulator, um, The Famed. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> um, Lise listens to a lot of stuff that I do. Yeah. Um, I just like share music with her. Uh, I definitely like more of like the heavier uh, drum style, like the whole blast beats and everything. Uh, more technical is definitely more fun to listen to. Yeah, I like a huge Lacey Sturm fan. Like, if I had to oh, yeah. pick, you know, like one person, Lacey Sturm would. Matzah. We just saw her out Brides Fest, and like, oh, my heart, <laughs> my fan heart was like, ah. <laughs> um. So I like, you know, a mix of that. I can get into some country. Like, I like Sam Hunt, and. You know, 10th Avenue North is my favorite contemporary. Um, lately, I've been listening to War of Ages as some of the heavier stuff I listen to. Oh, yes. yes. Good. I like them. Yeah. Yeah. Lise, how about you? <laughs> I just listen to what Christian listens to. Honestly, we just like. Impending Doom, she likes. Oh, I a love Impending Doom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said like fit for a king. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Absolutely. AJ's got a... I just listen to what he listens to. <laughs> AJ's got a comment. All the time that... we're in their car, when we're in the car and like I'm driving, I'm like, I drive, it's my music. And they're like, yeah, but you're outnumbered. <laughs> <laughs> AJ says the range of undefeated far surpasses just the heavy. Quite eclectic indeed. And it really is. And we're going to get into some of the music in just a second. You know, you guys have such a wide range. And I want to talk about that. It's like AJ saw the notes before we got into this. Did you share the notes with AJ? Because that, that was the next thing that I was going to talk about was the eclectic. <laughs> How do you take all of those different styles of music and then come together and make something original that is undefeated? What is the process like? You know, we've always considered each person brings their own something to the table. And for me, I do all the writing and I do like I have a basis of a 
like piano rhythm behind it or a guitar rhythm. And then I usually take it to him and then he adds some drums and then she's not quite to the point yet where she writes her own bass lines, but we're getting there. Um, and so I'll add some bass things and be like, Hey, how does this sound? Or like, can you play this? <laughs> and sometimes she's like, no, that's too hard. Yeah, but then yeah. she like surprises me. Like she's doing some tapping things because I play bass only because I also play guitar. Um, and when I, so I can show her notes and I can show her, here's about what you do, you know, but she's starting to pick up some like tappy things and just technical things that I'm like, right, yeah, that's awesome. Cause I have no <laughs> idea. <laughs> um, and then it just kind of, you know, as we keep playing it, it kind of ends up morphing into like, you know what it is. Our style. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Like when we had Burke, when Burke was still part of the group, um, he had this like really bluesy jazzy type feel. He hates that, but it's true. <laughs> yeah. Um, so like when we we would write something and then we'd bring it to him and then he'd add his yeah. type of like blues jazz kind of flow to it. And then yeah. it would just like create the sound that we had. And it takes some like super metal drumming and some like jazzy bass lines and some like sounds... rock country vocals. Like it's just an, it's an interesting mix that kind of ended up just working. Yeah, so I'm really, I'm really excited to see what uh, Lisa will get into because, because yeah. she likes the harder stuff. So I'm not sure if she's gonna push our music even harder, <laughs> or if we're still gonna have that oh, kind of like, enough. like that style of yeah. just, yeah. I'm just really. He's interested. been pushing us for ages. In fact, he learned some guitar purely to be like, "This is what you need to play," <laughs> because yeah. he'll be like, "Yo, go lower," and I'm like, "Drop B," and he's like, "Lower." <laughs> <laughs> Well, since we're talking about the music, let's jump into the music right now. And thank you for the heart, whoever that was that put that up. We do love Undefeated. They are a very talented bunch for those that are just (laughs) tuning in right now. Uh, You're going to get your eardrums blown by some awesome, awesome music and your face is melted off. Let's talk about the first song that we want to share, Shadows. What is that song about? So the main line is... Uh, we're calling out what hides in the shadows. We're speaking the truth. So the entire song is about yanking those things out of your dark places that don't need to be hiding there because if they're hiding there, you don't get set free from them. So it's about pulling all those idols, all those little sins out of your dark places and being like, hey, it's not that bad. Just put it in the light and you can be saved from it. You can be healed from it. And so we're speaking the truth on that, which is what the music video is about as well. We had some people ask, uh, especially the more conservative Christian ones that were like, why do why the black masks? You know, why mm-hmm. the makeup? It's kind of creepy. Um, and I'm personally not into very much like creep things, but it was to kind of emphasize the the black and the white of the whole video. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I noticed yeah. that because your dress actually changes in the video from black to white and then yeah. black to white. And that's the thing that a lot of believers, especially the more conservative ones, don't understand is that you can artistically express truth. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when we artistically express truth, truth is raw. It's brutal. Yeah. You know, right. sometimes truth is actually gruesome. I mean, just take a look at the crucifixion of Jesus on the cross. That was not a. Picturesque, yeah. yeah, picturesque Sunday school lesson. It was very gruesome. And a lot of the things in scripture, even the killing of Goliath, as, as David was running, not singing a Chris Tomlin song, but probably something he a little beheaded bit. Him. He beheaded him. And then he ran around with the head in his hands. I mean, yeah. you know, that that is Bible. That is that is scripture. God is real. Well, well let's take a listen 
and watch this video for shadows. And for our viewers, please go ahead and comment on this song and you're going to love it. I, I love this. Here we go. This is Shadows by Undefeated. We've been given a second love to live, a second chance to love. The twisted mirror that's poisoning your mind is shadows. This bitterness in my They were watching it back because that's three years old now. And I was like, man, my editing. (laughs) But really good for how old was I? 17 or no, I was 16, 16 16 or 17, you know? So that was something, but. And that's what this lady Leanne Dunkel says. She says, wow, looking back, this is an amazing project. (laughs) It was, that was like our biggest goal was to get it finished, you know, instead of just always, you know half working on things we're like get it finished get it out go from there you know i like so, it because it's it's raw i like that yeah. it's not overproduced in the way that the video was done and it really draws attention to the lyrics and that's what tiffany says she says love the line we're calling out what hides in the shadows because in warfare sometimes you absolutely have to call it out and announce that that god is bigger yeah. and you are undefeated <laughs> uh, that is so true and chris says 
Um, <laughs> wait, <laughs> wait, let me pick my face up. <laughs> he got his face got melted off with that. I mean, I love it uh, just the way that, and that is something that really believers need to hear right now because I really believe that God's got us at a point where He doesn't want us playing anymore. Uh, it's time to stop playing believer and actually be a believer and call out the shadows and put those dark things behind and move forward in what he's called us to do. And a lot of people don't want to do that. What the truth that I heard in that song is harder and heavier that would, than what I've heard in a lot of churches in the past several years. Uh, it's, it's a very, very pertinent uh, message. I do have to do this for you because this is a totally Mac, the metal dog approved song. That is our lithos cry. He's actually the one that tells me what to do in yeah. here and approves all the music that we play. Um, he's sitting in front of the desk right now, listening to everything yeah. that's going on. So totally Mac, the metal dog approved. Now you have another song that I also find very interesting that I want to play called land of the dead. What all is right, this song on. about? That one is all about locking up the religion and the rules of uh well the rules of religion and focusing on the truth of god who doesn't care if your hair is dyed doesn't care you know about just stepping stone or not stepping stones what are they called no just like little things you don't like don't trip over the little things he called us to love people he called us to minister and to multiply and just keep walking. So it doesn't matter if, so, you know, all the little things, if somebody's, yeah, I don't know, skirt right, is a little right. high or someone, you know, like all the little stuff that, you know, as you're growing with God, he will convict you in those certain things as he sees fit, you know, right. yeah. but he called us to love and not to judge. So it's about loving and not judging in a very, you know, offhand way. I don't know if I explained that well. You did. No, I, I totally get it. And that's been the theme of what we've been doing over here is moving out of the religion yeah. into the relationship aspect with there, Jesus. Yeah. And he'll That's what I was you. going for. Yes, yes, yeah. It's not about the rules and regulations. There's liberty in yeah. Christ. And if the Spirit is truly living in you, he will direct you in the ways that you're going yeah. to go. It's it's like what we were talking about earlier, that litmus test, you know, that spirit, the spirit, it'll agree or disagree with, with what's happening. And a lot of the things that I've learned, and you've probably learned this as well, that we thought were Christian was actually Western culture infused into Christianity or rules and regulations to control people rather than grow them in a relationship with Jesus. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So this is Land of the Dead this by Undefeated. Cool. This is really cool.
We got a lot of comments on that song. Before I dive into the comments that our viewers uh, put in, I'd like to make a few comments because I hear so much going on here. I hear early Black Sabbath and those power chords. See, you sent me that. You said Black Sabbath. You said another band too. And I was the White Stripes. Up. White Stripes. Because I was like, I've never heard of those bands. Really? <laughs> I've never listened to that one. I was like, oh. <laughs> so I hope that's a <laughs> no, that is that is a that is a um really cool thing because I mean Black Sabbath, they were the ones who really are the grandfathers of heavy music, of heavy metal when you look back at music history. Very interesting story. They wanted to start out as a classical guitar band. That's what they wanted to start out as. But uh, one of the guitarists, he went, he worked in a machine factory and he got his fingers cut off by one of the machines. So to cover up the fact that he was missing some of his fingers, that's how the power chords came in and how it all came about. Fascinating, fascinating yeah, story. Is. Yeah. And, and the White Stripes, White Stripes were big in the 90s and it was a brother and a sister. It was only two of them. The sister played the drum and the brother did the vocals and the guitar. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and their music was very simple, but very effective. It was very simple beats, very simple riffs, you know, but really good. So when you get the chance, check out White Stripes and early, early Black Sabbath. So let's go ahead and take a look at these comments that came up here. Uh, Leanne, boy, she is a big fan. Hi, Mom. <laughs> she says, mmm, she loves it with three hearts. Then we've got Christopher Shelton, love that thick guitar, those power chords that you had. Those are amazing. I love playing that song. That's so much fun. It sounds like you were having fun with that. Absolutely. Zachary gives you four hearts. Look at that. <laughs> Tiffany says, yes, love the breakdown. Yeah. yeah, that's really where I heard the white stripes, the white stripes in there. And then she also says the vocals are on point too. And uh, Zachary says, love your neighbor as you love an another. Yeah, really. That That's about that relationship and putting the religion away. Religion is kind of, it's very mean. Uh, it's very mean spirited. And, and that's a very good point that Zachary makes there. Christopher says, yes, at the end of the, of the song. And then we've got James, look at all those hearts. I can't even count them. Thank you, James. Yes. Awesome. Awesome song. Very relevant for today. Jesus is calling us into relationship away from religion. Uh, if you take a look at the ministry of Jesus, that's what he did is he called people away from the religion of the, of the Pharisees, the Sadducees and the scribes into relationship with him. And of course, that upset a lot of people. I do have to ask the question, the dude at the end of it, how did that wind up at the end of the song? <laughs> Christian still hates that. Still, <laughs> So when we were recording that song, it took like 800 takes for that last like little bit, was it? Something like that? Yeah. The drum part did. It, yeah. I couldn't. And it was one of those, like, it should have been two beats, should have taken two minutes and took like three hours to record or something crazy, you know? And so at the very end, he like finally nailed it and went, dude! <laughs> and so I have like a video of it somewhere. And then he ended up having that recorded. And I was like, no, you got to leave that in. Like, you have to leave that in. <laughs> I like it. It it adds a little extra something at the end of it. it makes it makes it really memorable. I just yeah, it's just that little fill at the end. Like right as I scream dead, I'm supposed to like land on that ending beat. And I always did one over. I, I don't know. I practiced it for forever. Always nailed it during practice, during shows. When we started recording, I just couldn't get it. 
And then, like, I, at one point, I just remember, like, sweating. I was, like, so done with this. And I was, like, really? And that's when I finally hit it. And I was, like, dude! And, like, we completely nailed it. And then he was, like, yeah, I'm keeping that in there. <laughs> he literally called me up at one point because I sent him. I can't remember where I was, but I emailed him the track or something like that. And he called me. He was, like, take the dude out. And I said, no. <laughs> no. And it ended up in the final copy. It ended copy. up in the final copy. So, looking back, I, I feel like it's good to have it in. But, like, I still... It does. It shows that you're not religious. It really does. It breaks, you know, it just breaks that. Well, this is the way you're supposed to do it. And you, who, who would put dude at the end of a song? We do because we're free. You know, I mean, it, yeah. it really makes a lot of sense. And I have to go back to, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, it's been like a running joke in like all of our other songs. If we can hide the word dude in there somewhere, you know, <laughs> can't say yet if it's going to be, but it was, it was, you know, it's a funny joke. <laughs> that is funny. You know, going back and taking a look at both of these songs, the, the word that comes to my mind, looking at your age, looking at how long you've been together as a band. I mean, not a very long time. What you're seeing there is you're seeing anointing and you're seeing gifting being anointed by the spirit of God to do this. Uh, there's a lot of bands that are out there of young people and they're not doing this. Number one, they don't have the message. They don't know who they are. They're trying to make it, trying to do something, but the, the level of talent and the level of gifting just isn't there like it is here with undefeated. And if you're just joining us right now, we have undefeated from New York with us and they are a awesome, eclectic, heavy, heavy, band i love so, that you tell us heavy because with people we play with like we're on the lighter end of things so really so okay like, oh, people call us heavy. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about the name of your band undefeated um oh, okay. what does that mean to you as a follower of christ what does it mean to be undefeated why did you choose that name you know people have asked us how did you choose that name a lot um, and, and why, and the quick story behind it is there's a rap song called undefeated by KB and we were driving home. Uh, we went to kingdom. We didn't play. We were just, uh, this was before we had the band actually, or must've been right after we formed the band because we were looking for a name. I think it was just you and me still like, yeah, it was just us two. We played for a couple months before we added. Like just practiced, like didn't actually go anywhere. Like it was just, <laughs> just let's start a band in our basement, mom's basement. <laughs> um, and so th my mom was just like, "Hey, like why not undefeated?" And we were like, "Suits us well enough now, sure." Uh, and it's kind of grown from there. So a lot of people take on the meaning as undefeated in Christ. And honestly, I don't know if we've quite figured out why the meaning. Um, or what it means to us um, more so like, yes, Jesus is undefeated, which a lot of people are like, Oh, Jesus is undefeated, you know? And yeah, but I don't know if we've quite figured out exactly what that name means to us yet, other than it just felt right in the moment. So that's the one we went with. And sometimes it works that way. We were talking about that earlier with the names that we have over here, like Lithos cry. I mean, there was a meaning to it or the way that things were set up and it took a little while to figure out, what we were actually doing with it. It's not like, oh yeah, we got all the answers to that right now. It it just wasn't there. And it's interesting because I was having a discussion with another artist today from here in South Carolina, Ziggy. And we were talking about the state of contemporary Christian music. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it, when you listen to it on K-Love and, you know, 
iHeartRadio or whatever you're going to listen to. Um, a lot of it's talking about, well, I'm a broken person. I feel defeated. I feel down. I feel broken. I feel sad. But they really don't give the answers in those songs. Yeah. And right. what I see in your music is you're giving the answers to that, how you live so. <laughs> undefeated. Yes. No, really. I mean, and it's very fitting for the style of music that you have. It's very victorious music. It's a warfare music that brings glory to God. And it's not like, oh, you know, we're, yeah. and there is an appropriateness of brokenness before the Lord. Don't hear me wrong on that. But when you just dwell on that and you stay in that place as a believer, you will never experience the victorious life of Jesus. You pull yourself back down instead of looking ahead to where he is walking you through. <laughs> Exactly. My mom exactly. Said, like, if you're going through something, don't stay in it. <laughs> Keep walking. <laughs> yes. Yep. Exactly. Because he is made you more than a conqueror. And that's something that Rick and I were talking about on Metal Sharpens Metal this past weekend mm -hmm. is where it says in scripture that we are more than conquerors. You know, I was part of the charismatic movement in the nineties and it's like, yeah, we're more than conquerors. And none of us knew what that really meant. But when you take a look <laughs> yeah, at what that was, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Woo. You know, you get all pumped up about it and you're like, oh man, my life is miserable, but hey, I'm more than a conqueror. Yeah. But what it means is that God, Jesus made us because his spirit dwells in us. He has, he has made us overwhelmingly victorious. And that's how he wants us to walk. That's the mindset that he wants us to walk in. So I really do love the name undefeated. And, you know, as you grow in Christ, you know, that may take on different meanings for you at different times. And for people, it may minister to them in different ways. As you said, you already have people that are saying, well, this is what God's ministering to me through your name, which is really, really cool. So here's the $64,000 question. In your walk with Jesus, what has he shown you about how he uses heavy music? What role does it have in, in his kingdom? Um, here's how I look at it. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm not sure if this is going to exactly answer the question correctly, but um, I... Uh, God is a warrior, you know, he, uh, he, like, you have those stories, like, about him, like, destroying Sodom and Gomorrah, you have him, like, doing a flood, like, he is a God of, blood up to his thigh, I think there was something yeah, like, like that, he yeah. is a God of not just peace, but also of war, that might not so, like, just... yeah, I don't, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know, either way, it's in the Bible, <laughs> yes, but, uh, I feel like, when I play music, I kind of, like, think of like that that like wartime almost um like how we were talking about before with the uh a uh, five finger death punch and yeah so like that's how i feel um there's a that's time why and a I place play, yeah. for all emotions and while worship music can minister to that uh you know that worshipful side that wanting to praise side and then there's the like you know wanting to sing side or the I'm going through something so I just want to wallow in it for a little bit and then there's you know the super heavy side where like not to pick on physical or physical appearances but you know somebody who hasn't has had like a much harder life than I do like maybe an addict you know or you know like covered whatever in tattoos etc right. whatever it may be if they're going through something they're not gonna want to be like oh yes praise you jesus they want to scream and shout they yeah they want to like... scream and it can still honor god you know like the yes. still you know the side of you know god's got me but he's got me this way versus yes he's whole you know he's not just a sweet little baby anymore he's the warrior that he grew he's in, the you know? lion he's, yeah, yeah there you go yes 
Yes. Yeah. A lion's roar is not very soft at all, yeah. you know, and scripture says that God is a, you know, yes, he is loving and he's all these things, but he's a terrible God. I mean, and in that he's to be feared and his enemies, you know, to the, to his enemies, he's terrible because he's going to destroy them. And going back to what you were saying, you know, in scripture says, make a joyful noise unto yeah. the Lord, make a joyful noise. And that processing of emotion is you know, I, I think that's all spot on stuff. And it's very important for us to realize that everything about God is not not pastel colors, um, pretty little rainbows and, and lambs and, you know, children's pictures. But there's a reality to it, like we were talking about earlier, about the, some of the gruesomeness that's actually found in Scripture. We've we've kind of painted it to make it a little bit nicer than it really is to suit sure. our own our own uh, understandings. Yeah. It's not all precious moments, people. It, it is not. It, it's uh, far from that. And Tiffany says this. It says uh, the heavier m- music ushers in breakthrough in that warfare. And for us, and Tiffany um, has worked with us for a while. And we've come to realize that, you know, it has an effect on the atmosphere. It really does. And it ushers in that breakthrough. And I really think that when there's anointed heavy music going on, demons start to tremble. And you can start to see that when religious people start to get a little bit uncomfortable and get a little bit outraged by it. It might might be a selfish uh, viewpoint, but I love putting people in uncomfortable situations sometimes i hate it myself but at the same time like you learn from everything so the minute someone's like oh do you think god would want you to you know or color your hair or pierce your ears or you know etc and i'm like okay let's just start right off with let's take a look at you (laughs) but not even but like god doesn't care about those things they're molehills that's the word i was looking for earlier there's something to not trip over and to what does Jesus say? He says to love. And, you know, are you going to take me as I am? Yes, I have my fault. Yes, I am working through those and definitely have people that will point them out to you. So you don't just think you're living on a cloud of I'm awesome, you know, <laughs> but it's the get just love. That was what, that's what Jesus says. That's all he says. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And if you look at it, uh, when Jesus preached, he didn't preach about length of skirt or color of hair or anything and I like know, that. I'm all like appearance wise. No, you know, but, but yeah, it's, it's not the, the molehills. Basically he said to the scribes and the Pharisees, Hey, you're, right. you know, you're straining at the gnat while swallowing a camel. You're looking at the wrong things. And what Jesus preached is he preached the gospel. You know, he preached liberty to the captives. Uh, He brought healing to those that needed healing. He bound the wounds of those that needed wounds to be, to be bound and to be healed. He preached the gospel. And worked like he, like unselfishly, you know, and he did all of the things that when people want to sit there and be like, you know, I'm all this, you, you know, you're like, but did you, you know, did you go and serve these people this way? Did you go? you know, like, yes, I'd like to fundraise and do all these things. I'm like, then go work for it. If God's calling you to do it, then you go do it. (laughs) Yes. Yes, exactly. Tiffany makes a very interesting point, what you were saying. She says, uncomfortable leads to curiosity, which leads to conversations about salvation. That is so true. (laughs) That is so true. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, that's a very interesting comment. And then Leanne says, amen, sister, to, to what I'm you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go back. In my personal life, I'm in a very, 
I need to take a step back a little bit for things I want to say to people. And I'm like, is that I might be right. You know, that aside, am I saying it in a loving way versus I have to get you to do this. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that, comes... I can flip that around and be like, Meredith, you need to get yourself to do this. <laughs> <laughs> and that all comes, that all comes with maturity. And I, I have to say this, you are way far ahead of where I was when I was younger in my walk with the Lord and understanding of things, because my understanding was do this, don't do this, do this, yeah. don't do this. And I've always gone, anyway. yeah, but why? <laughs> the two-year-old, but why? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's okay to ask why. Yeah. It's okay to ask why. And Mac the Metal Dog is asking why right now. But uh, Leanne says, amen to Tiffany's breakthrough comment. She really appreciated that. Mm -hmm. Guys, hold on for just a second because I have an announcement to make to everybody and I will bring you back on and we will continue our conversation and find out Ooh. more about Undefeated. Hey, uh, if you're watching us for the first time on YouTube, go ahead and subscribe to us on YouTube Live. Uh, you can go ahead, hit that subscribe button right down at the bottom. But also too, we have the opportunity for you to uh, become a patron of the Raven's Heart live, live stream. There we are, patron.podbean.com slash lithoscry. Uh, we also put this out in audio podcast format. We got some really cool stuff if you become a patron. We got different levels to do that. And I'm going to play a really cool video here that'll show you all the things that we have to offer for those that are patrons. Uh, if you become a patron, we do have a cool coffee mug. Look at that. Uh, consider the ravens on the back. We also have our book, Stones That Got a Cry, God's Precious Metal. And yes, we do have Raven's Heart t-shirts, both men's and women's, if you decide to become a patron at different levels. And really, one of the biggest ways that you can support us if you don't want to do it financially, you can also just subscribe and share this podcast and live stream uh, as many times as you want. Because what this does, I really believe that this music that we have here is music that the devil does not want people to hear because it brings breakthrough. It You start to answer, ask the question, why? And you start to see Jesus more in the area of relationship rather than religion. You know, that, that's really, I think, what happens when we do this. That's what ha what's happened to me uh, in this incredible journey that I've been taking. So you can go ahead and become a patron at patron.podbean.com backslash lithoscry. So you guys have a big day coming up tomorrow with a new release called Caged. Yes. What can we expect from this new release coming out tomorrow? So much stuff. I'm so excited. Um, well, I mean, so much growth. So this is a new song we've been working on for a while. Um, and I think like it's very pertinent. Is that the word I'm looking for? Like it's very meant for today's times and that it wasn't written with any of the worldly stuff going on right now, you know, but it just happens to drop at the time that we're like, oh, you know, God has a plan for when everything comes through because the song got delayed and delayed and delayed and now it's coming out and, you know, God's timing is God's timing. And this one, I mean, I just finished the music video yesterday, so I'm super excited with it. This was a super fun one. Um, it was definitely, it wasn't the hardest one I've edited. It wasn't the easiest one either, <laughs> but it definitely like, it shows a lot of growth, I think, in all areas in, you know, oh, both, you know. Like in my vocals have definitely, <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. I am, look, 
watching the uh, Land, Land of the Dead video, I was just like, ugh, my vocals have definitely grown. Like, they're so much better on this track. This is um, something, yeah, we're really proud of it, you know, yeah, both it, visually and musically. It, yeah. It's, it's really fun. And where can our viewers and listeners go to download this track to add it to their playlist? <laughs> <laughs> this one uh it's on spot it's called cages uh you have to look up undefeated and because we're still smaller and growing sometimes you have to put our last name dunkel d-u-n-c-k-e-l in with it uh for it to pop up but you can find us on instagram at undefeated underscore official and facebook at undefeated official music and we'll have all the links on there to the music video which will be on our youtube undefeated official but it will also be available to download on like iTunes and Spotify and Amazon and Google and Apple Music, yeah, and Apple, wherever you get yeah. your music. So, and what time? Nice. What time is it going to drop tomorrow? Seven p.m. EST. <laughs> and we have some people that I think got us that got a sneak preview of it. We got some comments on it. AJ Rice says Cages is on fire. Yay! And yeah, we then- played it live. Okay. And then James says the new release is amazing. They sound and look incredible. I can't wait for everyone to see it. I'm looking forward to it. Um, And you know, when you look back at the things that you've done already, don't despise the beginnings that you had because what you have out, what you put out years ago, three years ago, it's very, very powerful. Um, I love it. And I love looking back and like seeing the growth. I'm like, it's just cool because it's another step. Yeah, it is. And you see how God's in that and leading you in that progression. Like for me, when I first came in in contact with your music, when Rick told me about you and I started watching your stuff, to me, it was new. It was fresh. You know, it wasn't three years ago. So it's, it's all a matter of perspective, you know, and I will be headbanging tonight to more, to more. There's a lot more headbanging in this video from Land of the Dead. Uh, Christian directed all of Land of the Dead himself. Um, he and my brother filmed it. I just did the editing, so I didn't have to worry about anything. And I directed this next one. But with Land of the Dead, he was like, headbang. And I'm like, I don't look good headbanging. He's like, headbang. And so he got me to headbang. And immediately after I like got out of my comfort zone and did it, he's like, yeah, you don't look good headbanging. So like, <laughs> right to the... <laughs> but this video, I re- like, we really got into the more theatrical side, which we're not nearly where we want to be. But, you know, step by step of, you know, continuing because some of it isn't something I'm super comfortable with or something that he wants to try all the time, you know, but to want to go where we're going, like you got to keep growing and take that step of confidence, you know, and then if you misstep, you're like, oh, that's not where God had me. Just little bumpers, you know, what? I'm still in that stage. What? I'm still in that stage. Oh, she's still in the stage of learning. You oh. can say that out loud. <laughs> you can say I'm that like, out loud. Later. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. I want to go back to a comment that Christopher Shelton uh, posted. He said, uh, concerning heavier music and headbanging, uh, it treads on serpents. Serpents do right. not That's like... That's one of the lines in cages. Lock the snake back in its cage. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That is so, that is so awesome. And uh, we got another comment here from James. She grows with every song and it amazes me every time. Boy, this is so awesome that you've got such a wide fan base. This is, this is really cool. This is really cool. So for those that are first coming in contact with you through this live stream that are first learning about this awesome band undefeated, how can they keep tabs on what you're doing? What are your social, where are you on social media? Where can they find you? I stepped on that question earlier. (laughs) 
<laughs> we're on instagram uh, at undefeated underscore official and facebook at undefeated official music and youtube at undefeated official and sometimes again it won't pop up because we're still growing uh so you have to put our last name in dunkel d-u-n-c-k-e-l with like undefeated and dunkel and it will pop up you'll It'll be the one with the girl with the I was green like, hair. If you're not sure, <laughs> look for the green hair. <laughs> <laughs> and Christopher says, let's all keep growing together. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> We're all travelers on this journey together is really what it comes down to. And none of us are going to arrive until we have those glorified bodies and we're standing there face to face with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So you guys also do a lot of live shows. Do you have anything coming up in the near future that people can go see you at? Yeah, um, you can find our events on the event tab in in Facebook. Um, And I'm not, he is in his senior soccer season. So October to like, November. No, yeah. September. Well, September. September-ish to October-ish are a little bit slower for us. Um, summers are super busy. And then I know we do have some shows in the works and we have some lined up. I can't quite remember the dates and I don't want to get them wrong, but they are on our event tab. <coughs> uh, so we're all like, yeah, <laughs> you know, just yeah. I mean, the more we play out, like the more we each grow in what, you know, the what is it called? like stage performance, you know, especially right. with her um, working on just learning the notes right now. <laughs> <laughs> just learning the notes right now. And then, you know, stepping on to stage and being like, oh, like I got to get my hair flipping, you know? <laughs> right. What is it that you like most about performing live? The people. I love meeting people. Uh, I love, yeah, I just, I love hearing people's stories. Um, and of course, you know, sharing something that you wrote is kind of cool. <laughs> um, perform, uh, yeah, performing for me um, is actually really, really stressful. I'm kind of, <laughs> I, I kind of consider myself like the all things guy. I guess I'm the guy who always like loads up the van. Um, I'm the guy who always uh, unpacks it, uh, like with, with help, granted. <laughs> but um, yeah, like shows just really like weigh on me. Um, because like when I get done finishing like my drum set, getting it all centered, then I'll help with sound or I'll help with lights or I'll help with anything that I can. Yeah, and it really, yeah. So like the one thing that I love for shows is just being able to like let loose because when I write music, um, when like we go to Meredith, I try to do like the hardest thing possible, but like make it still sound like kind of simple, I guess, just to keep like the flow of music. But like I'll throw in some like really cool fills. Um, it's, I love my drum solo. Like if we have a drum solo like in our set, oh, it just makes me feel great. I can finally like go off. And it's I just... have to interrupt really quick. When we were first starting, I like fought for him to have a oh, drum solo. Oh, I hated it. <laughs> I hated it. I am I am a very like nervous person. I guess like when I get up yeah. on stage, I am really shy. But um, I kind of came out of my shell, like uh, probably like a year and a half it's a, ago. It's a stage persona. Like when you're performing, you do put on something. Like you put on the confidence that you might not have, you know, and you just you step out right. and you do it. Like I used to like turn my like symbols almost like facing up just so like people wouldn't see my face because I'd be so embarrassed. <laughs> but then when, when I- we, sorry, when we, I got Phil. So when we started, so when it was just us two, he would not play full drums. He would only play cajon. And so I literally have clips. Um, so we played on like the lawn of a bookstore for a couple times. So I'm, if the crowd's here, I'm, you know, playing out like you usually would. He's straight up like 
playing towards me like this, <laughs> like not even wanting to look at the crowd, literally like full on like side. <laughs> so oh, it's hilarious was... to watch the yes. <laughs> I had the worst stage fright. Like I'd be like shaking before. Like sometimes I still get that for like big shows. But we've learned. I do squats, he does push-ups. It works. <laughs> yeah. And then so now I can just get up and it's just it's just a blast for me. It's so much fun. Even if we mess up a couple times, it's just it is oh, great. Well. I just love it. All right. Yeah. If I could have a show every day, I think I would. It would be great. I would love the tour. <laughs> and he does. He carries a lot. Like I do. I'm the people person and you know, I set up my equipment, but he's the one that really my dad and my brother do the sound and the the lights and the lights so he helps with that so he not only like he unloads the bus sets up stuff gets on a place gets up uh, like breaks everything down puts it back um so we're like we each have our own part but it is more of the physical work that he does and i do a lot more of well mental work mental yeah <laughs> well that's because he's the guy and that's what guys are supposed to do yeah that's just the <laughs> way that it goes yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it just wouldn't look right if your sisters were carrying all the heavy amps and speakers you're like yeah put it, no, but listen, put it over I there carry them and i had people be like um and i'm like listen i do carry my own weight sometimes <laughs> <laughs> hey we've got some more comments coming in. i love these comments and i love everybody that's joining us tonight this is so much fun uh, what a great way to start the weekend james says their live shows are amazing i plan on seeing all of them and recommend everyone goes to any and all that they can man you got groupies uh, this is this is this is great and christopher's watching me on this Christopher Shelton, he says, LOL, these guys just bring a <laughs> contagious smile on your face. They they do. <laughs> they do. This has been so much fun. Um, it really has. Thank you for having us. Oh, uh, thank you. It. Thank you for doing this with us. And thank you for everybody that's been watching us. Uh, we are now moving because uh, we're moving towards daylight savings time. We're moving to the eight o'clock hour. Uh, we've also figured out that we get more viewers at eight o'clock than seven o'clock, but we're moving to the eight o'clock hour and we'll be back next week. And we're going to change things up a little bit. I am going to bring on an expert in international security. And we're going to be talking about uh, what's happened in Afghanistan and how that's going to impact us in the United States and how um, also two different churches can enhance uh, their security and why that is important in these times that we live in um, because we are in a time of war uh, without question. Everything that go, that's going on in the earth is a reflection of what's going on in the heavenlies. So that'll be my good friend and international security expert, Carl De La Guerra, next week, the 14th of October. And then on the 21st, we are going to start making our Get Revelation Rockfest announcements for what's going to be happening in May here in Charleston, South Carolina. We're really excited about that. So we got a lot of cool stuff. And then at the end of the month, we are going to be bringing on the band Lycans from Argentina. So that's going to be an interesting live stream because we will actually have a translator with us for, for portions of that. So they're an awesome Christian band and some very deep insights into the person of Jesus and the Christian walk from that band. It's going to be a lot of fun. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. And one last announcement, we have to give him a shout out because he's the one that helped make this happen. 
Rick from Metal Sharpens Metal Radio. Uh, Yes, Rick, Rick rocks. There is no question about that. Metal Sharpens Metal Saturday night. It starts at 8 p.m. on WVVC FM, Utica, New York, 88.1 and 105.7 FM. Um, And also, too, if you're not in that area, you can listen to it at WVVCUtica.com. And at the 10 o'clock hour, yours truly will be joining Rick for the last hour of the show. So we got some interesting stuff always to talk about. And he and I are basically brothers from another mother and cut from the same cloth. (laughs) Everybody, thank you so much. You guys can hang on for a minute while we close out. Thank you for joining us on the Raven's Heart live stream. Join us again next week at 8 p.m. where we're going to talk about some international affairs and how that affects us. And then we will get back to the music in the next few uh, days. AJ says, love undefeated, always here to support. Thank you, AJ. Thank you, everybody. And we will see you again next week. Yeah. Peace out and rock on. Lithoscry.com.